Alright guys, pictures up. Pictures up! Pictures up! That's roll sound. Rolling! Rolling! Sound speeds. Camera speeds. Two. Awesome. Take two. Mark. And action! Welcome to the Penn Cinema Podcast. Your behind-the-curtain connection for movie news and reviews. Now here are your hosts, Penn Ketchum and David Moulton. Welcome to the show. I'm David Moulton. I'm Penn Ketchum. What's up? David, first and foremost, we have to address the the abacus in the room. My man, I can't tell you how many people commented, texted me, emailed me, or when I saw them over the holidays, and they were like, hey, this best of the year episode that you guys did in, for the conclusion of 2023, yeah. that was your best episode ever. <laughs> <laughs> and I, at first I was like, oh, that's a, wait, what? Wait, hold on a second. <laughs> wait, what? <laughs> I, I like the... I was proud of a little special opening I made of it, like, shut. I wanted to do something bigger, like it was used yeah. taking over. Yeah. But of course, I came up with that idea on Christmas Day. Right. So there was no time to get the recording. No, between but, the two of you. Oh, yeah. All yeah the, give me all the credit. All the credit, all the kudos. <laughs> but seriously, thank you to the Abacus. Yeah, big thanks. Yeah. One, Mr. Roland Smoker. Yeah. Because that was just such a great, like, first of all, first of all, let's just say, like, well done. Yeah. It was it was great, mm. and then second of all, like how kind, like yeah. how wonderful to take the time out of your day because he he's got the same amount of minutes. I don't know if you heard that he's got the same amount of minutes that you and I do. The, the same. It's limited. Wow. He's he's on the limited plan. I thought he had a little bit more. No, he's he's on the limited minutes plan, right. and he chose to spend some of his minutes putting that masterpiece together, which for which I was really grateful and I was really moved. And I'll tell you a true story. I'm at a holiday party mm. and I'm talking to a friend of mine and she reveals to me for the first time, Hey, I listen to your show every single week and I love it. And no. I was like, Oh my God, I did not know that. Nice. And then I was like, how come you don't write in? And she's like, I don't know. I just never, you know, it kind of got all shy. And, yeah. stuff. and, but anyway, she went on to say that she actually, trying to think if, if I had if I had listened to it yet or not. But anyway, she went on to say how much she enjoyed the year-end review that, that you and Abacus put together. The Abacus. The Abacus. The Abacus. Put I know, yeah, but I'm, I, I'm, I know you Come put on. the effort into, you know, editing it and putting it all together and getting it published and, you know, putting it out there. So, but the point is, it was really cool that you did that. A lot of people made comments to me that they appreciated it and thought it was really well done. Yeah. And I will also say, <laughs> I don't, did, I think you did too. I listened to the whole thing. Yeah, I, listened, I did. <laughs> and I was laughing right along, yeah. even when I knew what was coming. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It was, some of the stuff, like, I knew the punchline, but I forgot how he got there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, like, even the the number one, which was the the one that we both love of, of us trying to BS each other. Right, <laughs> right. <laughs> Neither of us had seen the movie. But even I forgot how, like, that had gone right. down. And so. it was funny how some of the conversations, now, for most of them, when he introduced it, I, I knew where he was going mm. right away. But for some of them, or at least one or two of them, I, I remember like wondering, like, where is this going? What are we doing? Oh, right. <laughs> and then it gets there. And anyway, so big shout out to, to the, the Abacus. Abacus. Yeah. 
And also, we might as well reiterate what we did last time, which is a big shout out to all of our listeners and how much we appreciate yeah. you guys. And we're just so lucky to have you guys. And, and a huge thank you to everyone who's written in or yep. contributed. Yep. Not only just the this last year, but when I walked in, I said I was the new OG. Oh, yeah. And you were like, what's what? up with that? Yeah. And you're the new OG, too. I am. You know why? Why? Because we've now been doing this for five years. Oh, snap. Buster Brown. This is our- Crackle pop. Th- we have just surpassed five years. We are entering <laughs> wow. year six of this podcast. We'll learn how to do it soon. Oh, my God. <laughs> Any minute now, I think, we'll get it. <laughs> <laughs> As Steve Martin said in The Jerk- yeah. Things are starting to happen for me now. <laughs> yeah. We're about to launch. <laughs> right. Look out, world. <laughs> Here we come. <laughs> you know, you don't want to rush into these things. No, no. Yeah. Take it, I, right. I said, right. let's do a cheeky five years. Right. Right. If we right. like where right. it is, we'll start with these. Right. The we'll start doing it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. All right, David, enough fooling around. You got yeah. What do you got news-wise? Oh, my gosh. Hot uh, off the presses. Hot off the presses. Ouch. Ow. So the, not, you know, mm. for those who don't know, you're listening to this in the yeah. future yeah. or in the past. Right. Um, we just had the holidays. Indeed. Christmas and New Year's went by. Yep. And, you know, Ken and I spent every moment together. So mm-hmm. it was like there wasn't a whole lot of news. Yep. So we were just like, let's just yep. hang out nonstop. Yep. And then I came across this amazing okay. thing that just had me stop in my tracks and go, I'm sorry, what? What? Christopher Nolan. The director of such hits as Inception. Yeah. And what I would say, one of the most influential superhero movie trilogies of all time. That's where I was going. Right. I mean, you start with Inception, and later he did Tenet, but in the middle... It's the Dark Knight. The Dark Knight trilogy. Which shaped movies. And is my favorite, like easily, and I think everybody's. Podcast at PennCinema.com if the Dark Knight trilogy is not the best. If you, for some impaired reason, (laughs) don't believe that the Dark Knight is the best Batman, then let us know why, and then we'll take you off our subscription list. Right. And we'll tell the doctor, you should remove that shrapnel from your brain. (laughs) Up up their meds. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, so what about Christopher Nolan? Christopher Nolan's like, hey, everybody. Mm -hmm. You know how I did this amazing thing? Actually, the thing is, one part of this is people are saying that he doesn't give himself enough credit for what he did. Well, that's true. And so that's that's part of the problem. I'm going to say it's a problem. Would you go, I know you're trying to get to a point, but I want to hang on this just for a second. I'm not trying to be funny. Would you say that... Christopher Nolan, like, is is that the problem that people aren't doing what he did? No, like, I, th- no, no. Well, how do I say this? He's not giving himself enough credit for how he changed film. Do we need more Christopher Nolan in today's superheroes? I don't think so. Okay, because I think he doesn't want to. Okay, and that's like you know. Put him in the, that's just, then you get bad stuff. Gotcha. Okay, I'm sorry. Go ahead. So Christopher Nolan made a statement recently. Right, and it was that Zack Snyder is one of the inf- most influential superhero directors of all time. That his Man of Steel. Justice League. Justice League. Suicide Squad. I think that's a big, see, I see the What's Zack the, Snyder stuff was a response. Yes. 
to even the, even the X Men stuff was a response to okay, like you just the, just sure. Well, the, the whole idea was that, you know Batman came out, mm-hmm. it was gritty and real, mm-hmm. and it got rid. You know, it was no longer that flashy color world, and even at that point in time. The other superhero movies were still flashy and bright. Right. Even the beginning of Marvel ones. True. Marvel still is. But but you know, you Spider Man's and, and the first the first phase of Avengers was still very bright. Uh, and then you have this dark night trilogy. It's like, oh, it's real and gritty. And then both Fox and Sony and Universal were all like, let's turn it up. If they like that. Wait till they see this. Yep. Yeah. And thus came Zack Snyder. And I, I still, I stand by it. I feel like Man of Steel is good. I, I like Man of Steel. I know a lot of people don't, but I feel like that's like the only good one that he really did. I need to rewatch it. I saw it when we had it. Yeah. And then now I need to rewatch it. It's. I mean, if you look at it as a standalone adaptation, like I, I really enjoy yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I just think this is like, oh, man. if you want to say that he's one of the most influential, I don't feel think that that's a good influence. Mm. Uh, I, I just, I, here's the thing. I, and I don't, I don't say this judgmentally like, oh, he's a bad director or, or a good, I just disagree with the statement right, because, the statement. because I feel so strongly what you said, which is that he's not an influential. He's a reaction. He's a reflection of Christopher Nolan. Right. Right, a even, natural response. Even if you look at it a little, well, who who had the same effect uh, at at Marvel? And it's like, all right, fine. Look, they have a lot of different directors. And if you want to stretch, you could say the Russo brothers, but like, who directed the first Iron Man? Ca- um, John Favreau. John Favreau. Yeah, yeah. I would say he's the most influential Marvel director. Because everything that came after Iron Man was based around that. Was a continuation of that. He yeah. set the. Now I know that what's his face, who's the main guy, Kevin Feige. Kevin Feige set the tone. Yeah. But I really feel like it was Feige and Favreau that sort of got that Iron Man home yeah. run to set the stage for all the Marvels thereafter. Right. I could be wrong. No, I, I, I'm just debating in my head if the Russo brothers had a bigger impact because of, but their movies were just bigger, not mm. necessarily as. Film changing. Gotcha. Right. right. So you might be right in that aspect. Yeah. So anyway, this is kind of a a crazy statement that's been dissected a lot of the different places. If you're interested in hearing more about it, definitely just go check your film sites out. Now, the other thing is whether or not you agree with the statement. It's interesting in and of itself that Christopher Nolan said this in the first place. Right. Like, okay, we're learning a little something about Mr. Nolan. Right. And that's where interesting. The, the article the articles are interesting cuz yeah. either either A they're in defense or against the statement. Right. But then there's a lot of articles that are like why doesn't he see that like it's him? Right. You know, like what why is it and I guess uh, from what I've been reading it's like his personality is to not give himself credit. Yeah. Um, yeah, fair enough. So. All right. <laughs> Yeah. You know who is that, that is? Is that really the tune? That's my impression of Steamboat okay. Willie. That's your impression of... Yeah. Steamboat Willie? <laughs> Why would you bring up Steamboat Willie? I don't know. It just crossed my mind. Well, it's a good thing. 
it can cross your mind and you don't get sued. Oh yeah. Nowadays. Well, no, cause it's, I, it's a Disney property. So no, not anymore. what? Yeah, that's right. So Mickey Mouse, Mickey Mouse is now a uh, public domain character, specifically the version of Mickey Mouse from the Steamboat Willie era. AKA black and white hand drawn Steamboat Willie floating down the Mississippi, yeah. whistling a happy tune. Just very distinctly, it's Mickey Mouse. Right. It is right, Mickey Mouse. Right. right. But uh, Mickey's original name, before he adopted the stage name of Mickey Mouse, right. he was born Steamboat, Steamboat Willie. Well, I think the, yeah, the movie's called Steamboat Willie. Did right? you know that Emma Stone was born Emily Stone? Get out of there. True. It's true. Wow. All right. So anyway, Steamboat Willie. Yeah. So it's entered. So the. Right now, the longest time for a copyright can be held is 95 years. Mm -hmm. And as a result, Steamboat Willie and uh, Mickey Mouse has now entered public domain, which means as time progresses, more and more versions yeah. of Mickey Mouse will become public domain. Now they can still, you're like, oh, wait, but isn't that Disney's like brand? Right. He's still a registered trademark. So you can't go out and use it as a logo or anything like that to represent you. So what can you do? Uh, you can make your own interpretive adaptations. Can I make it. a Mickey Mouse t-shirt and sell it? Absolutely. Wow. Yep. See, I feel like they would have lawyers that would prevent that. Not after 95 like, years. Can't you it's renew? public domain. Can't you renew it? So... It started off that it was like seven years and 14 years and companies like Disney have been at the forefront of pushing to extend, to extend. And last right. time was 1998, they extended it to 95 years. At this point, they went to like the congressman or whatever that had been, you know, they no one took up the cause, Yeah, decided that uh, the idea that the government has is that it, it creates a an unfair monopoly monopoly on on something on my idea well the thing is we're looking at it we're looking at it as uh steamboat willie you mickey mouse iconic right. huge monopoly of a company right but what you have to look at it in the broader sense of like shakespeare right like how long could a family hold on to the rights should be forever. If you, if I, your books that you wrote downstairs, yeah, right. If you right. copyrighted them, right, which I did. Okay, all right. So your family can retain the rights to them for <laughs> up to ninety-five years, right? If they renew them or whatever, right. But a after that point, it enters public domain, and then other people can use that to make other works. Yeah, and it, it has something to do with like, uh, there, it's a big brainy thing but it's it, it, it was uh, something about like sociologically like it 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 benefits society to have things enter public domain after a certain period of time that makes sense if you invented the elevator and you know at some point you your patent can't last forever because at some point it benefits society for everybody to right. have elevators. But, so that's the idea. You're right. You're on the right idea. Right. But you have to think broad. But how does Mickey, I mean, that's my idea. If I'm Walt Disney, I'm going, that's but my you're not idea. Around anymore. Right. But my heirs are. Yeah, but so my people are. They can still use it as a trademark. No one else can say, hey, I'm Disney. Right. Right. Understood. Right. But if you want to make a Steamboat Willie shirt with. I would be, if I was, I would be so mad. You want to put like you couldn't put 
I don't think you could put Steamboat Willie on a Penn Cinema shirt because that would be trademark infringement. But if you wanted to make just a Steamboat Willie shirt and sell that, that's different. Mm. So within 12 hours of yeah, the copyright, okay. which okay, means so that, the copyright expired, right? And within 12 hours of the copyright expiration, which means that these things were long in the uh, works, right? A trailer for a horror video game with Steamboat Willie, and <clears throat> production photos for a horror movie with Steamboat Willie. Now, where where you know you're arguing a lot because it's Mickey. Right, you you're you're thinking Mickey Mouse, but this just happened with Winnie the Pooh. Yeah, remember them? There's been two or three Winnie the Pooh horror movies. Already. Yes, I remember. Pot, um, Milk and Honey, I think, was the name of one of them. Yeah, we reviewed, it was the first one. We yeah. reviewed the trailer against my wishes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you recall, so it was an important part of film history. Oh, for fuck's sake! <laughs> <laughs> Say what? <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Well, I mean, whatever. That's interesting. It's. I'll give you this. It's interesting. I I don't like it because I feel like if somebody has an idea, invents a character, and that's their idea, that's their idea forever. I shouldn't be able to make money off your cartoon. Yeah. Okay, but but what if what if you your daughters decide not to have any children? Right. 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 Then no one can ever reproduce your books. Right. Wouldn't you want your work to be out there and appreciated? Well, I think I think the money. Yes, people can repro reproduce my my mm. books, and they would go to the money would go to my estate or my charity or whatever I. What if what if there's just no one managing your estate? Well, you're, you say, see your in kids, that scenario, then I would assume never to set in that scenario, up. I would assume there would be some kind of vehicle to account for. You know, the owner of this copyright is dead and has no uh, no heirs. Be a big fight. Meanwhile, <laughs> in another world, the the pen. Ninety five years later, your books could be could be put in a compilation of best movie theater book, movie theater owner books ever written. <laughs> right. <laughs> and some poor bastard could be making dozens of dollars. <laughs> Think about it. Right. Think about it. Well, folks, welcome to the Penn Cinema Legal Podcast, <laughs> offering <laughs> cutting-edge legal opinions. Yeah, and coincidentally, that's all the news fit to print. Oh, What's up? That's right. We have three new trailers this week, Cult Killer, Land of Bad... <laughs> Which I just, Lando bad. <laughs> you just you don't stand a chance when you name your movie Land of Bad. Yeah, you know, like you might as well just tell me the movie sucks. Yeah, okay. And then the third one is American Fiction, and this was a very easy week for me as it relates oh, to trailers. So week. easy because one of the trailers looked amazing, and then the other two looked less amazing. <laughs> Let's start off with Cult Killer. Okay. Okay. Cal we? Yeah. Cal Cal easy for you to say. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Clearly. This this gem open <laughs> This gem opens on Diamond in the Rough. Right. This Diamond in the Rough yeah. <laughs> will be at theaters near you on January nineteenth. It stars oh God, I feel so bad for her because she had such She was the it girl. She for was like the a it hot girl. Minute. You know who she was? She was the hottie in um She's Out of Your League. Mm. That's where we first met her. Turns and, out 
She was she was in, in the, his in league. The minor yeah, leagues. she was in the minor <laughs> league. Anyway, Alice Eve and Antonio Banderas McLaughlin yeah. star in Cult Killer, which is what a, a cop. She gets assigned to be a special investigator to investigate the other cops or something along those so lines. It looks like it was meant to be a murder mystery. Okay. But the trailer's like, well, let's make it seem more like seven. Right. Like it's a, it's a high chase, go get them murder mystery instead of a slow burn type thing. Do you remember the first time you saw a seven? Yeah. I mean, did that not blow your mind or what? I mean, that movie was, it was almost hard to watch because it, it was, was so good. It was. It, I would say at the time that I saw it, it was probably one of the most graphic things I'd ever yeah, like, same. seen. If you haven't seen, the, if you don't know what we're talking about, it stars Brad Pitt and Morgan Freeman, and it's one of the all-time classic sort of cop thrillers. Gwyneth Paltrow, too. Gwyneth Paltrow. Um, and... I highly recommend it. Yeah. It's, I will say it's in the category of movies. Once you've seen it, it'll never be as good as the first time because there's, there's plot elements, you know, that it, that really contribute to why it's so right. great, you know? Yeah. Um, okay. So the second trailer, David is called land of that starring is both Liam and Luke in it. Yeah. Liam and Luke Hemsworth and Chris Hemsworth. No. no, Kurt Russell. No, Russell Crowe. Russell Crowe. Yeah, same the thing. same thing. <laughs> this gem, this, I, this diamond in the rough. What I thought about this movie yes. was... Not much. I was like, <laughs> did Russell Crowe get canceled? I thought he did, but then... Did he? I, maybe that was Mel Gibson. No, Mel Gibson got canceled. Yeah. But... I don't think Russell did, and but so did, like... So did um, House of Cards guy. Yeah, Kevin Spacey. Kevin Spacey. And and this is a very Kevin Spacey or or um, Mel, Mel Gibson, Gibson movie. Role. Yeah, and yeah. What, what, you had a word for it. It wasn't phone in, but it was like they're in one yeah. room. Yeah. And there's no set changes, and they come in for a day, and they film. Yeah. And then they, they had them for a day. Yeah. And then they just take that, they just cut in. Mm -hmm. So he's a, it, well, there's two things this movie's doing. It's, it's one of those things where, where Liam Hemsworth and, and uh, Luke Hemsworth had an action movie that wasn't quite entertaining enough. So they needed to add a little, mm, little spice, add a, add a little extra scenes. And they thought, you know what? Let's make driving drones see, seem cool. Mm. Can we do that? Let's give it a shot. Who would be the coolest person put behind the chair? <laughs> Russell Crowe. Russell Crowe. A man known for sitting. The, gla the gladiator himself. <laughs> yeah. What if he sat? You want to impress me? Put Stephen Hawking in this role. <laughs> Please. God, I hope he's alive. <laughs> I think he is. Oh, my gosh. Sorry. Uh, anyway. This looks horrible. It looks like two different movies to me. Uh, I will say one good thing about it. If you can lower your expectations enough, it looks like it would be a fun action movie. The guns all look way too big for the people. So here's the thing. It opens up on February 16th. There's no world where I play this movie. <gasps> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like some studio is going to have to really talk me into it. Kind of sweet talk with a take. Hey, low film rent. 
<laughs> Flexible scheduling. Hey Penn, uh, Christopher Nolan. What opens on what opens on February fourteenth? Christopher a... Nolan said Land of Bad is the most influential action <laughs> movie of their time. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, final trailer. Our unified trailer of the week. And and thus trailer of the year. Ooh. So far. Yeah. And I would I would fight to say this would have been a contender for trailer of the week on a good week. Yes, I would agree. The, the movie we're talking about is called American Fiction. We're talking about trailer number two, starring Jeffrey Wright and a ton of other great actors yeah. who you recognize, but you don't know their name. Right. And um, the movie looks ridiculously good. We, we watched the trailer uh, a couple of weeks, the first trailer a few weeks back, right. and we got the gist of it as uh, a black author struggling to get his book published and maybe some really interesting commentaries on race and social issues and stuff like that. That made it look more like a drama with a little bit of comedy. Right. This makes it look like a comedy with a little bit of drama. Oh, I disagree. Or with heart. Yeah, with heart, yes. Yeah. I wouldn't use the word comedy. I would say I would say this trailer showed me that the movie is also about him and his family members. You know what I mean? And him, the, yeah. the, the storyline about a black author writing a black book um, is sort of the vehicle by which we learn about this family and some of the, some. so yeah, uh, a big heart, you know, and my, the only thing I don't like about this movie is the fact that it came out last year, you know, so limited, right. you know, so a lot of the uppity ups are already putting this in their top 10 of best movies of 2023. We're still getting trailers for it. Right. Like, come on. I hate that. Yeah. It's, it's like last that. year with the whale. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. Well, that's our trailer for this week. That was Cult Killer, Land of Bad, and American Fiction Trailer 2. Now, did you see any of the new movies? Yeah, I did. Okay. Do you want, let's hold them for what you watch and what you... Quick, or just do... You do, do a, did you watch any of them? I only saw one, but yeah. What did you see? I saw... Give us a short review. Okay, I saw... I bump into you. We're both got places to be. We got to go. You tell me. I saw this movie. I saw Poor Things. And? Which is, of all the movies that had come out right before Christmas, everyone's like, really? And I was like, I, of all of them, I was most interested to see Poor Things. Not Aquaman. I still want to see Iron Claw. I still want to see The Boats. You better hurry up and see Iron Claw because... It's, it's almost done. Their studio, A24, is operating on a clean or nothing policy. Oh, shoot. And your boy opted for the nothing. <laughs> So is it this Thursday will be its last day. Oh, snap. Snap. Yeah. Crack I'm telling you. Pop. I'll probably miss it. All right. So tell me about Poor Things. Poor Things was a, a very, very interesting, very off the wall, weird science fiction comedy. Okay. Did you uh, like it? Yes. Okay. <laughs> like it's not going to, it's one of those things like, I don't know that I'll ever need to watch it again. Yeah. I don't know that I'm like, oh, I'm super glad that I saw it. Right. But I didn't regret seeing it. Yeah. I don't know how else, Did you see it? No. I, um, it's, it's, the, it's the one of all the ones that I wanted to see. This is the one that I, or of all the Christmas movies, as you said, this is the one I most wanted to see. Mm. And I still haven't seen it. I, I did see Boys in the Boat, okay. which I loved. Okay. And I saw Migration. Which I loved. So good. Marley and I saw that together. Migration is not anything other than exactly what you think it's going to be. And it's so satisfying. You know, it's fun. It's easy. To, it 
doesn't have a cynical bone in its body. You right. know, it's just a thousand percent straightforward, feel good, fun, couple jokes, you know, pleasant to watch. So we we loved Boys and Boat, we loved Migration, and the girls all saw Color Purple, which I also want to see, but yeah, um, see they, they loved it. They all came out crying. Grandma Robin was in there. Wow. Yeah, so. Wow. Uh, poor Things had a lot more weird nudity okay. <laughs> than I was expecting. Okay. And I, 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 a lot of the people around us, not in a, like, I'm upset, but in a, like, I had a lot more, uh, <laughs> I'm more dog than I thought <laughs> yeah, that I was going <laughs> to see today. <laughs> so uh, weird, weird movie. Overall, I enjoyed it though. Okay. Acting is really great. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Now this is what we came for. This is, what we came this for. is why we came. Some people do the top tens. Yes. But we're doing the top ends. Anybody could do a top 10. Yeah. We do the top ends, which means. What are you saying? Ends? Ends. Like E-N-D-S. Yeah. Top ends. Top ends. It's yep. top ends of yep. our chart. Yep, yep, gotcha. So you, do you want to start at 10 and work up, or do you want to start at 1 and work down? I want to I start at 1 and work down. So your best movie of the year. Best movie of the year. And then, so it's your top five best movie of the year, and then at 6, they progressively get worse until right. number 10 is, is the absolute Correct. worst movie that which, you saw this year. Which, this just year. To, to set the scene, yeah. on the worst movies of the year, we David and I agreed on... Well, we both agreed on the worst. <laughs> and then there were two other titles which were in our mix yeah. of, of bad, of whatever word we want to use for those. And then on the top five, we had three in common, although they were all in different spots. Okay. So start us off. All right. Well, number one for me, my number one movie of the year is Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. Yeah. I saw this movie multiple times. I loved it every time. I've watched it at home <laughs> a couple times. I think you declared at the time yeah. it was the best movie you'd ever seen, literally. Like it was your favorite yeah. movie. It's well, kinda... I don't know if I said that, but I could have. Okay, yeah. I would almost stand by that. Yeah. And it just, it does so many things right. Yeah. And it, it it's just Fabulous, and every time I, I just I one of the things I love about this movie the most is showing it to people who haven't seen it mm. and watching them be because most of the times people who haven't seen it are really anti watching it mm. because right, it's a right. cartoon. Right, I'm not going to enjoy this. Right. I'm wicked smart. Yeah, like I don't I don't need your I don't whatever the live I'm I'm superheroed out, and then they watch it and they're like, whoa, yeah, that's cool. So there you go. Okay, Spider-Man was my number two movie. Okay, well, don't well, don't give away. Well, no, I'm just saying, okay. you know, because since I wouldn't have said that if except for the fact that you, you know, we were talking about okay. it. I agree with all everything you just said. I loved this movie. I watched it a couple different times. It was excellent. My number one movie, on the other hand, was Oppenheimer, which I pick over Spider-Man because I can pinpoint why. Because this movie fully has a third act like you're watching this movie really comes this movie comes to a natural climax like this is the whole point of the movie and then you look at your watch and you're like oh my god i got another hour left what are we going to do with that hour but then that hour bang, boom it's gone yeah there's a whole nother movie there yeah you know the courtroom drama and everything and and it's just like everything i i don't know i like spite it's really easy to say spider-man not i don't mean easy but i mean 
I completely understand why Spider-Man would be somebody's number one movie of the year, but I just felt like Oppenheimer was so well done at every turn. Yeah. I just, everything about it checks the box. I get it. Yeah. I get it. And Oppenheimer is my number three, right. which we'll get to, number threes. But but I, I think the love of Spider-Man in general is mm. what pro- is it, I, I, I yes. give it that that I just already love the character right 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 is, is and and that I saw this character that I love done in such a magnificent way is what keeps it at the top for me but I get yeah I get the Oppenheimer run now Oppenheimer was a was for a long time my number two yeah for the year and then just a few weeks ago we took a gamble we did and we were like all right, like I, we didn't see any trailers for this movie, and we were like, I mean, what well, you almost didn't watch it, right? Right, and that's Godzilla minus one. That's my number two movie. Wow, I this movie, it one of the reasons it ranks number two for me is just how surprisingly good. Mm, it was. Yes, I give you that, and that it, and I wanted to see it again, and I haven't had a chance, but it's just absolutely a stunning. Monster movie. So good. Yeah. So that was my number two. And you said yours was Oppenheimer. My number one number was one, Number two was Spider-Man. Sorry. Right. So David has number one, Spider-Man. Number two, Godzilla minus one. Number three, what do you got? Number three is, my, is Oppenheimer. Oppenheimer. Yeah. So I've got Oppenheimer as number one. Spider-Man as number two. My number three spot, Taylor Swift, The Eras Tour. And part of it is because what you said about Spider-Man, I just, you know, I live with two Swifties and, you know, like I'm all caught up in it. And, you know, I'm a big, I mean, I'm not a big Taylor Swift fan when you sit me next to an actual Taylor Swift fan, but I'm rooting for her. You know what I mean? Um, And this movie, this is an example of where I'm influenced by the business at the theater, or I should say the activity at the theater. Like opening weekend of Taylor Swift was so fun. Mm -hmm. So many people came out for it and every single person who came out was having a good time dressing up all in pink and in their different eras costumes. And then the other thing that adds an element of fun for this for me was how it came out of left field. Like the excitement of like, Oh my God, Taylor Swift is releasing her concert on in a movie. I'm like, what? And we, you know, went through this crazy. I told you this story on the, on the, on an earlier show, the story of how we came to book it. And it was really unusual process, you know, and then, you know, it's out of left field and, you know, bada bing, bada boom, you know, it's all crazy. Next thing you know, it's selling out. I'm putting it on like nine screens, 10 screens, IMAX is sold out. Um, it did <laughs> one piece of collateral damage is it did challenge my relationship with Paramount because Paramount ended up getting pissed in on week three of Taylor Swift because they wanted me to hold Killers of the Flower Moon, which I did not. Mm. And that soured what had been a really great relationship. Wow. So and still a little sour? Well, I we'll see. They got mean girls coming up in January. Okay. I'm hope I'm hopeful that everybody just, you know, got over it. How do you think of the Paramount Warner Brothers merger? <laughs> Say what now? You haven't heard? No. I'm I'm not I'm not joking around. Uh, hit me. Uh, Paramount, that Warner Brothers is, they're looking at merging and, and buying Paramount. That would be great. And having it be one big. One big happy family. Giant thing. I think that would make perfect sense. You think it's two Monopoly? No. It's one less studio out there. Yeah, great. <laughs> More room for the little guys to come up. 
Is it? Yeah. I think maybe you're right. Yeah. Maybe you're right. Plus, Paramount is not what it used to be. Yeah, I, the only reason I hold on to Paramount is because of Star Trek. Well, that's why Warner Brothers is the only reason Warner Brothers would buy them. Yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. That's what I'm saying. All right, so number one for me was Oppenheimer. Number two, Spider-Man. Number three, Taylor Swift. I had Napoleon at number four. Really? I did. Really? And again, because this is kind of an old school movie. You know, I loved this movie. Old school in the way that you're bored through most of it? Or you can't follow... <laughs> Or tell who any of the characters are because they all look the same. <laughs> right. Because that never happens in your movies. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Number four for me was Taylor Swift's The Heiress. Okay. So you, you put her, she's in your top five. Yeah. Yeah. And and this was, a, number four was my most contended spot. Ooh. Because mm. I debated with whether or not the Taylor Swift Heiress tour counted as a film. Mm. Because I was like, well, it's a concert. It's a it's a concert. I'm like, do I get more artsy fartsy? We've got mm. the holdovers, right? Asteroid City was really good. Mm, yeah. Um, do they are they really number fours? Because mm-hmm. if they're not number four, they're definitely not number fives. So they're either better than number five or worse than number five. Yeah. And um, in the end, I came to Taylor Swift was so phenomenal. It's one of those things. Literally, a very well-chosen word, phenomenal. Yeah, it's three hours, three Almost. plus? No, no. Three-ish, three two, hours? 240. Okay. Come on. It's a long Come time. On. It's a long time. <laughs> yeah. Three hours. It's not three hours. It's, okay. With, 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 we add in. Oh, my God. We add in all, everything. And I say, <laughs> you know, the, 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 the credits are worth watching. True. S- so it's three hours. Oh, my God. Right? Okay. It's four and a half hours. <laughs> <laughs> it's no more than five. No, at bare minimum, five oh five. Back in overnight bag. <laughs> yeah. So, but the thing is, I have wanted to watch it again <laughs> since I left right, the theater. Right, right, I haven't, but I'm constantly telling people, you should watch this. You yeah. need to watch this. Yeah. Because I want them to say, do you want to watch this? <laughs> so that I can be like, oh, I mean, I've seen it, but I, sure, I'll, I'll watch it with you. I just had a very random thought. Yeah. I wonder what would happen. I'm going to try it. I'm going to yeah. experiment it. I wonder what would happen if I if I reached out to the studio that distributed this film and requested to book it, like, for Valentine's Day weekend. Oh. Like, are they doing, you know, most studios have a, you know, if it's a big studio, um, like Sony, for example, has a ma- Warner Brothers is a great example has an incredible library, yeah. you know, catalog, and you know. But this studio, Variance, I believe, um, they've got a smaller library. Yeah. Do they release? Do they re-release? Let's find out. Stay I tuned. Know. I will let you know. I'm constantly like, you know, this make a good family view because my mom appreciates. Yes. Like, yes. She doesn't necessarily like this music, but she likes good like stage productions. Yeah. David, let me just... She's not catching my, my hints. <laughs> let me comment. Well, listen, in July when she listens to this episode... <laughs> yeah, July 2025. Right, right. <laughs> let me comment on your comment about a concert film. Yeah. In the old days, a concert film was when they had a camera set up by the soundboard in the middle of the audience, and yeah. they showed you what it looked like from the seats, you know, halfway back on the floor. Right. This concert film, and, and all modern-day concert films... You know, the cameras are everywhere. The editing is unreal. Yeah. Like, everything about this movie 
like like I'm glad that you made the decision that it counted as a film because I fully agree because because the degree to which they made it a good concert film yes. is like part of what makes it so great. Part of most of what makes it great is how great Taylor Swift is, but what puts it over the edge and makes it amazing is how well it was shot and creatively edited and put together and everything. You know what the up, most upsetting thing about this movie is what's that? Something I found out during our discussion of it is that it wasn't just one night. Yeah, that <laughs> it was filmed over several. That's how they do it. I know, but it's so seamless right. that I was like, they had it so perfect and they did it so perfect, and you realize. Oh, they did mess up, and they just covered it up. And the next night it was better. Right. And they did it better the next night. Yeah. Well, and they had different ones to choose from. Yeah, yeah. And I think that that's part of your joke about the three hours is her concerts were a full three hours, if right. not a little bit more. But this movie edited all the scene changes and the costume changes and you know all the in-between songs down to seconds rather than maybe 45 seconds. Right. Yeah. All right, yeah. so – David has Spider-Man, Godzilla, Oppenheimer, Taylor Swift, and number five, his fifth best movie. Because your number four was what? My number four was, was Napoleon. Napoleon. Right. Because it was such a well-made movie. And I sometime, somehow found the attention span right. to appreciate you cranked the, your pinky the acting. The I did crank my pinky. Uh, listen, David, I want to tell you something. Mm. I stand by this. Really? I do. I, I have, and I, I wrote out a full top 10 list for, cause Drew Schaefer asked me to, oh. uh, cause he was going to do something between Christmas and New Year's. I don't think we ended up doing it, but, um, anyway, he asked me for my, my official top 10 and I gave it to him and this was my number five. So that was a few weeks or my number four. And that was a few weeks ago. And I stand by it. I've wow. had a few, I've had a few weeks to reconsider, yeah, and, you've and seen other movies, and I've seen other movies. Right? That's the <laughs> most. That's what's so stunning about yeah. this whole conversation. Yeah. 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 <laughs> wow. Yeah. That's crazy. All right. So, what's your number five? Number five for me is the whale. I know that you didn't see this one, right? I did. You did see it. Yes. Okay. I thought we reviewed it together. We did. I we know we reviewed it, but I can't remember if we reviewed it together. But yeah, you saw it before me. That's oh, that's what, what it, was. it was. Yeah. You saw it in Philly or something. Something like no, yeah. I don't know. Whatever. Yeah. The Whale. Uh, it's one of those movies I will never watch again, but was just so absolutely like touching and thought-provoking and real. Yeah. I will agree with you in the sense that it was an incredible movie. Yeah. So powerful. Coincidentally, also the first movie we reviewed of uh, 2023. Yeah, there you go. It'll always have a special place in our heart. Yeah. Was it technically a 2022 title? Yeah, but we didn't. We saw it in 2023. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, the way that it came yeah. out. Okay, so my number five, fifth best movie was Air. Air? Ben Affleck, oh. the Michael Jordan story. This was, I loved this movie beyond. Wait, not Air Bud? Right, right, right. <laughs> not check. Air Bud. Okay. So that's the good end. Yeah. Now we're going to work our way to the bottom end. Yeah, a lot of other things happened. Right. So we went through five titles. And I, I want to also share with you, oh, because, David, I never, I didn't share my response to Drew with you because I didn't want to spoil the conversation. Right. Um, but there were some interesting notes that I shared. So these are all comments on movies in between our top five and our bottom five. Uh-oh. Um, I wrote some stuff here. Um, Airbud Good. <laughs> This was interesting. This was interesting. Yeah. The Taylor Swift movie, obviously we've discussed ad nauseum how huge it was. Was it? It grossed less than half of Super Mario Brothers. Wow. 
The Little Mermaid, which was labeled by everybody and their brother as a flop, also outgrossed Taylor Swift. Now, the thing... Taylor Swift was outgrossed by Little Mermaid, Avatar, Spider-Man, Sound of Freedom, Guardians of the Galaxy, Super Mario, Oppenheimer, and Barbie. I should have prepared the list because I did watch a list of actual profitable movies this year. Oh, were there any? Yeah, (laughs) so the top five would surprise you. And some of the worst ones would also surprise yeah. you. No, no, I, I appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah, maybe I'll do that for next time. That, that would be an interesting. Not not that we need to like beat the dead horse, but it would be interesting to just hear that. Yeah, because it's it's what you think what yeah. looks like it's the yeah. best one. Yeah. You take the budget and you and double the marketing it budget. for marketing. Right. And it they didn't <laughs> what? <laughs> okay, so we have our top five. Yeah. And now we are working We're our slowly- way towards the very bottom. So your fifth worst is David. Napoleon. My fourth best. Right. Is your fifth is worst. Fifth worst. 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 Talk to me. I mean, you ever have high hopes for a movie and you walk in regretting like spending your time on it? <laughs> and yes. that that's what happened with Napoleon. I had such high hopes. I thought this was gonna be I love period pieces. And I walked out feeling like this was just a jumbled mess of like scenes. I I didn't know. Who his brother was, even by the end of the movie. I couldn't tell who in the world his brother was. I'm like, what in the world? I don't know who any of the other characters are. There's no subplots other than their love story, which some would argue is that that's the main plot. Mm. So it's it just was lacking tremendously. My fifth worst was John Wick 4. That almost made it on This was too. a movie that I really liked. Yeah. But the reason why it's my fifth worst is because it has that element of disappointment. More of the same. Because, first of all, more of the same. And second of all, I was so hyped for it. I really thought, like, this was going to be the one. See, and, so similar you know, similar yeah. reasons for number five. Yeah. The hype killed it. Uh, David and I both agree on number seven, which would be our fourth worst. Yeah, number seven is Priscilla. Well, David had Priscilla. Yeah. And I had Priscilla. Yeah, well, yeah. it... it you know, potato, potato. Very similar movies. It depends on how you want to spell right. it. <laughs> right. It doesn't matter. I mean, do you put the R first right. or second? Third? You know, third? Put it anywhere you want. Maybe it's silent. Right. Priscilla. 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 Starring yeah. Elvis. <laughs> yeah. And the other girl. <laughs> this, this movie, I I would be, I'm, I might be exposing myself as a fraud here. Ooh. Because did I like this movie? Did I say I liked this movie? No, I don't. I think you were kind of... This might be one of those movies that got worse in time. You know when you watch a movie and you love it, and then over time you appreciate it even more and more and more? You didn't love it. I think this is a movie where you were like, eh, it was whatever, I didn't, you know, yeah. and I disliked it. Yeah. I, I it was. I, I, I think this is the one, the reason why I put it on the list is because like you with Napoleon, this is the one where when I was out in the hallway and the ushers asked me how it was, I think I used the word boring. Yeah. Like this is, it was beautifully shot. Mm. The acting was great. Every scene was, individual scenes were great. But the storyline started out here and it went flat. And at the end of the movie, it was here, which is the exact same space. Like nothing happened. Yeah. It just seemed like bullet point diary notes. Yeah. And then when she finally, when she finally did leave him, she basically was like, I'm leaving. I'm taking the kids. And he was like, see ya. And, yeah. then, and then they rolled credits. Like you didn't really learn anything about either one of them. Either one of them. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So my fifth worst was John Wick. My fourth worst so, was Priscilla. So that's number seven. So number yeah. eight. 
Number eight. I have. I feel. I have a passion for this one. <gasps> I feel strongly passion about this Christ? one. Not quite. Haunting in Venice. Really? Yes. And and again, there's a disappointment element. This is the movie. If you remember, I complained ahead of time that their marketing was unclear. Oh. Is this a horror movie or is this an Agatha Christie, mm. you know, mystery that's fun to watch? I think not expecting it to be a horror movie. I enjoyed that. I enjoyed it a lot more. Yeah, I enjoyed it, but I I really feel like it could have been awesome. It wasn't great. Right. It was good. Right. I thought it fit the. I think the whole series is just kind of good. No, see, I disagree. I think the first two were great. Oh. And I felt like this one really dropped off, and I blame the failure. No, I think it's short-sighted to just blame the marketing department. It's it's a failure from from conception to to know who you are. Yeah, because they wanted to make it spookier and spookier, yeah. Okay, you know, let's lean into it and do it, you know. Um, and they did. They never resolved who they were or what they were trying to do, and therefore the end result was none of the above. Mm. It wasn't scary, but it wasn't also. But it also wasn't like fun and light and. It wasn't you know. fun and light, but I, I don't know. I, I liked it a lot more than. Yeah. It, to me, this was like a number. This would have been like, in a top ten, it would have been like my number six or seven. All right, what do you got? But number eight is Guardians of the Galaxy three. Uh, one of the most visually offensive movies of the year for me uh literally like uh, bothered me for days so we we can segue to my number two without changing the topic Mm. because my number two was also guardians of the galaxy your number my my second least like almost worst your number nine i'm sorry number nine yeah you're switching the numbers up so just keep it okay i got it so your my number eight was guardians of the galaxy and Your number nine, nine is, was Guardians of the okay. Galaxy. And I I forget if I pretended that I saw it or not, but I think I didn't. I think you know that I didn't see this movie, and I may have pretended that I saw it. But I never saw it because it, because of what you said and what I consistently heard from everybody, which was animal cruelty and it's not a good movie. Does and, that count as one as your worst movie of the year if you haven't seen it? One of your worst movies of the year? Yes, because the such had such high hopes. That's why it, that's exactly why I put it on there because this is a Marvel movie that I loved the first one. Yeah, I love the you second know, one. Liked the liked second the one, one, you know, and was hoping for a rebound on the third one. There was some conflict in my schedule where I didn't I wasn't able to see it ahead of time. Right. And then the reviews and not just reviews because I hate hate talking about reviews. I don't do Rotten Tomatoes. I don't. That's right. that's for suckers. Who needs other reviews in this podcast? Nobody does. Right. So I'm not talking about reviews. I'm talking about comments from friends of mine who have seen it, mm. like you. You know. Yeah. And it was unwatchable from what from what everybody yeah. reported. So I'm sorry. I, I'm not trying to no. dom- dominate the conversation, but you no. put it as number. I I'm more stuck on does this count. Absolutely, list. it counts. Podcast of Pensima.com does oh my not God. seeing a movie. If you don't see a movie, can it count as one of your worst films of the year? Spoiler alert, it totally can. <laughs> and if you write in otherwise. It's like, what's your favorite flavor? And your, What's your least favorite flavor? Well, I don't like mango. I've never tried it, but. No, what you're but, doing. What you're doing. Other people don't like it, so I'm pretty sure 
Mango, worst ever. Okay. Well, worst you're... ever. That's what you're doing. Okay. That's what you're doing here. Okay. Fair enough. You could have given it an honorable mention, and I would have been fine. But instead, you're like, Brazil, never been, never will be. Okay? My friend Frank went, got, got sick. I got gonorrhea. Yeah. He's never I, been I'm back. Not, I'm never going. The whole, whole place. The whole place is bad. How about this analogy? Okay. What you're doing yeah. is telling our listeners, write in and tell us what's the worst flavor of ice cream and why is it chocolate? <laughs> That's exactly what I'm saying. Right. Thank you for interpreting. <laughs> Podcast at PennCinema.com. Yeah. If you think I am justified, I think I, think I am. Absolutely I am. I think you're justified for saying it was one of your biggest disappointments, but... Worse, I don't know. Anyway, what was your number eight? <laughs> I told you, Venice. Oh, yeah, okay, sorry. Yeah, I had Venice, and you had Guardians of the Galaxy, and then for number nine, I had Guardians, and you had... I have Killers of the Flower. Oh, wait, let me guess. Let me guess, David. Yeah? It was boring. Yeah, well, really, it was, <laughs> and it was four hours of my life. I love how two of the most, like... Best movies of all time, made by some of the best directors ever. What? And David's like, it was boring. I didn't understand the plot. No. I, I whoa, 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 whoa. I couldn't tell the whoa, characters whoa, apart. Whoa, 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 whoa. I understood the plot. Yeah, I knew what was going down right. in this funky town. But <laughs> I didn't need to sit there for four hours <laughs> and marinate in it. <laughs> when this movie ended, the, the credits came up, and I was like, I kind of want to look some stuff up about this movie. The person I was with was like, no, I'm leaving. I'm gone. I can't sit in this anymore. And we're halfway down the stairs. Oh, my God. Yeah. I could have watched this movie for another hour. Well, you this, know. As a matter of fact, in my official top ten, this is in my top ten of best movies. What, what happens when you're addicted to something? You know, you can't get enough of it. This was my more and more and this more. This was my number ten. Where's it, the Zack Snyder cut? The 12-hour? Yeah, <laughs> just outside of the top ten. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Keep walking. 12-hour, <laughs> <laughs> flower of the moon. All right, now, David, sometimes, on occasion. Yeah. You and I are not on the same page. That's so rare. It's it's almost unheard of. Yeah, we just have a list here. <laughs> right. Clearly. <laughs> Clearly. Slot to slot. Dialed in. Yeah. Right. And then sometimes we are entirely on the same page. Yeah. Finishing finishing each other's sandwiches. Right. <laughs> so our number ten. Yeah. Least favorite or worst? Worst movie of the worst year. Worst movie of the year. Yeah. What'd you have? Cocaine Bear. I also had Cocaine Bear. Because this, the reason why I did is because John Wick 4 was on my list because it was a disappointment. Yeah. Because I was expecting one thing and got something less than promised. Mm -hmm. Cocaine Bear, also another disappointment. Right. Napoleon and Kills of the Flower Moon were on your list because they were boring. Mm. Cocaine Bear, boring. also boring. Venice was on my list because the team behind the movie couldn't decide what they were trying to be. Cocaine Bear also couldn't decide what they were trying to be. Are we an right. action movie? Are we a comedy? So at the end of the day, 
There was nothing redeeming about that movie-going experience. No. Uh, one of the things, you know, we, we said this before. I've said it before. The end of this movie, I turned to my friend and I said, I'm sorry. <laughs> that I brought with the, yeah, so yeah, I'm sorry I wasted an I, hour and a half. The only the good you thing. You paid for a babysitter. The only good this. thing about this movie was that it was short. <sighs> yeah. It was, the only, it was literally the only good thing about this movie. Yeah. Like, I can't wait till the sequel comes out. Thirty minute movie. What was the good? What was the best part of this movie, besides the shortness? Uh, the uh, the best part of the movie is definitely the attack on the ambulance. Yes. Yeah. That's the <laughs> when the lady's on the on the, the stretcher, the stretcher, she flops out in her yeah. face. And cries yeah. like, that was funny as hell. Yeah. Yeah. My friend, I watched this with a couple guys, and my friend during the movie said, "This is the worst movie I've ever seen." <laughs> it was bad. It was so bad. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, those are our top ends. Top ends. And I got to thank you, David, because I never thought about doing it this way, but that was a lot of fun. It's a challenge, yeah. right? Yeah, it was a challenge. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. All right. Podcast at Penn Cinema, if you'd like to share your ends. Yeah. Yeah. Your top ends. Yep. All right. Let's move on to listeners' notes, questions, answers, comments, mm. suggestions, so forth and so on. AKA best part of the show. Yeah. My voice is going a little bit, so I'm going to let you take the lead here. Okay. Roger that. We got a nice note from Tony Baloney. Yeah. A.K.A. T-Loney. T-Loney. Is this the guy whose mom wrote in about the poop? The honorable mention. The honorable mention. Yeah. The top sixth. The top sixth. <laughs> the sixth. All right, so T-Loney writes in and says, so there I was at work, understaffed, working like a one-armed paper hanger. That's such a good old school expression. <laughs> He's busy as a one-armed paper hanger. Imagine the sheer jubilation as David walked by and Oh, so casually mentioned to me, pull up your podcast app and take a look. To what did my wondering eyes appear? <laughs> the abacus and five tiny best moments on a podcast. The skies opened and my drought of despair of having no Penn Cinema podcast this week was over. Jocularity once again ensued. Thank you, abacus. Thank you. My new year is starting off fresh. Oh, yes. Imagine the excitement of telling my wife to listen to the Penn Cinema podcast. I told her with genuine excitement about how my own poop made honorable mention. <laughs> it did not garner the response I was hoping for at all. And I totally agree with the top five moments. Well done, Abacus. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> or as they say in Latin class, kudos to you. Yeah. What a, what a world when you can say my my poop got an honor yeah. honorable mention. <laughs> yeah. All right. So then we came up with Nick Landis playing already. He wrote in <laughs> with his top 10 for the year. <laughs> he said, I still might go see another movie or two before the year's end, but I imagine this will end up being my final top 10. Number one, Oppenheimer. Two, The Boy and the Heron. Three, Asteroid City. Four, The Holdovers. Five. Whoa, whoa, whoa. He's got a TV show listed on here. Well, that's what we're going to get to. All right, so sorry. I Four didn't mean things. It, I didn't mean number it five. Number six is Barbie. And then number seven is Maestro. But apparently that's a, that was a streaming movie. Mm -hmm. That was meant to come out. Wasn't it at one point? It, be Netflix theaters? played it in a couple theaters, yeah. much to my objection. And by the way, I don't know if I talked about this on the show or not. I did end up watching this movie. Oh, you didn't like it, right? And I did not really like it. Um, and he says that he claims he made up an imaginary theater 
and yeah. says, I saw this at PFS Bourse, so you can't call it a TV show. Yeah, I saw it at Quarter Pound Cheeseburger, right. too. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then number, number I eight. I saw it at the HMS Pinafore, so <laughs> la-di-da. <laughs> the Quarter Pound Steak. I was in my room watching it on the phone, but <laughs> through my Netflix app. It's but I was ba- basically a theater. Right. <laughs> I turned the lights off. <laughs> So number eight was Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. Number nine, wow. Killers of the Flower Moon. And ten, Blue Jean. What's Blue Jean? I don't know. I don't remember. Hard to imagine that we would forget That's, something. <laughs> right, we never. Literally anything. Right, we never forget anything. I don't, but I, I do believe that I could forget about something, and then when I see it on somebody's top ten list, I would be like, oh, right. Yeah. This, this movie doesn't ring a bell. How come nobody has ever done a caricature of us as elephants? <laughs> because we never forget. No, we don't. Yeah. Everyone's favorite sister also wrote in. Yeah. The Godzilla X-Con Kong trailer, Heavy Sigh. I don't know if you, did you notice how I, I adapted that? that I, well, for a second yeah. there, I was like, am I in a play? Right. <laughs> a dramatic reading? <laughs> right. <laughs> the Godzilla X-Kong trailer. <sighs> it made me sad. I was so hyped for this movie, and it just looks like chaotic trash. Am I still going to watch it? Of course. Some of my favorite movies are (laughs) chaotic trash, (laughs) specifically Con Air and Armageddon. I just really wanted this trailer to be better. (laughs) She asked a lot, got a little. She got a little. This is great. Um, I don't know what to say to that, because what do you think about that? Did you feel the same way about the trailer? Yeah, especially after seeing Godzilla Minus One. Right. Right. You look at that and you're just like, oh, why bother? But, That's a really good point. Godzilla yeah. minus one really challenges the whole monster movie <laughs> right? thing. Yeah. Like Godzilla minus one came right out and was like, hey guys, listen, this can be good. Yeah. What if you, what if this was better than just schlock? Right. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. She goes on to say, you asked for top 10 movies for 2023. Keep in mind. I only saw 20 movies that came out in twenty movie in 2023, and none of those were named Barbie, Equalizer, or Godzilla Minus One. No judging. Here we go. Now, that's interesting. I want to just put it out there. Yeah. That you're not required to have seen any number of movies in order to have a top 10 list. You could have seen two or three movies, but you could, you could put out your, your top, top 10. Three. No, you could put out your top 10 because the other seven movies... <laughs> are pure speculation. You were so happy... To hear that they did so well. Oh, oh, is that how it is? That's exactly how it wow. is. So if yeah. you didn't see Barbie, but you could put it on your top ten list because you love what it did for the industry. It. Right. That's what I'm saying. This is what they call fake journalism. <laughs> <laughs> it's a big thing no. in the video game world right Interesting. now. Fake Interesting. video gamers. <laughs> but I'm I'm on to you. No. Pendulum catch them. <laughs> okay. Her number, I'd like to read, I'm going to read her list backwards because she, oh. she went like one through 10. Challenge so I'm going to start you. at 10. Okay. It's interesting because a lot of her movies, her, her top 10 list barely overlaps with ours. Right. Yeah. Which, okay, cool. Number yeah. 10, Guardians of the Galaxy 3, which was on my, on the bad end of my worst movies of right. the year. John Wick 4, which was also on my bad end of worst movies of the year. Nimona. What's Nimona. Uh, you didn't watch that one. That's the one I watched. That uh, the animated film that uh, Frodo recommended. Okay. About the girl who turns into a monster. <laughs> it didn't play here, right? It was Netflix. Yeah, gotcha. Sisu, 
Oh, I did forget about Sisu. Yeah. That was a fun ride. That was a good one. Indiana Jones, yeah. Indy 5, which made my top 10 list. No. Did it? Or did Mission Impossible make the top 10 list? They both did. Oh, but what number were they? And did they share one number? Because they should have, since you don't know the difference between the two movies. <laughs> That's a really valid point. <laughs> Which I, I get their joke because I, I referenced a really funny train scene from Mission Impossible while I was, while I was reviewing Indiana Jones. Indiana Jones. <laughs> <laughs> Remember they were hanging off the cliff and you were like, wait, I'm. I, I think that was a different two movie. Two drastically different films. <laughs> one was in like an ultra modern, high speed, you know, slick, fast moving. One was basically black and white. One was a steam engine. <laughs> yeah. you know? um, just since you mentioned it, my number 10 was Killers of the Flower Moon. Number nine, Mission Impossible. Number eight, Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. Which I put on there for the same reason why you why Spider Verse was your number one yeah, over yeah. Oppenheimer. I get it. Yeah. yeah. All right. So anyway, working yeah. backwards on her, everyone's favorite sisters list: Guardians, John Wick, Nimona, Sisu, Indiana Jones Five, Number Five, Renfield. See, you, I, I, See, I, I like I, Renfield nah, though. Nah, nah, I kind of nah, had a good, I had nah. a good time. Nah, she's wrong. At one point, he rips a guy's arm off and then uses it to spear through another guy's chest. <laughs> totally viable. <laughs> Number four, Elemental, my mm. dear Watson. Number three, Spider-Verse. Now here's mm. what I think is the most controversial one. Number one, or I'm sorry, number two, The Marvels. Mm. How do you feel about that? I feel The Marvels doesn't get as much love as it deserves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it, when we talked about it, we talked about it being a very solid just film. You know what I mean? Yep. Like it's yep. nothing, it's nothing fantastic, but at yep. the same time, it's just like, if you're looking for a feel good, yeah, almost standalone movie, it, it works really well. If you're yeah. looking for a, the next step in the Marvel universe, it doesn't quite work as yeah. well. I hear you. Number one, her, this is everyone's favorite sister, top 10 list, her favorite movie of the year, Haunted Mansion. Hmm. She does skew pretty Disney. She does. Yeah. We, we love her for it. Yeah. All right. So that's our listener feedback. Look, if you want to be a part of the show or share your top ends like we did this week, podcast at pensimmon.com is the best way to get in touch with us. Now, it's been two weeks, so we can just kind of blast through this a little bit. But uh, what um, what, what, are you, what, are you, what are you what are you reading? Uh, what's, uh, what's going on with you outside of the theater here? Let's have a new way of introducing this segment. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. From now on, when we get to this segment, mm. let's say, hey, hey, what's with you? Hey, <laughs> oh, yeah. Now, our next seg segment, hey, what's with you? What's with you? <laughs> what, what's your deal? What's, what's going on with all this? <laughs> what, what are we doing here? Clearly, <laughs> clearly it's not what I was expecting. Right. <laughs> doing the best with what God gave me. <laughs> All right, I am not a huge podcast listener, but I do enjoy a good podcast, and I have been listening to Smartless. Mm. Also, of course, the Coopcast. Smartless, I could recommend to everybody. Are okay. you familiar with it? No. Oh, my gosh. Um, it's uh, I'm going to completely blank. It's um, the three guys, Sean Hayes, um, Justin, uh, <laughs> Jason Bateman. Justin Bieber. Jason Bateman and um, 
Arnett, Will Arnett. Oh, yeah. Okay. And they are hilarious. Yeah. I love that show. And I'll completely embarrass myself because we're all friends here. And I will tell you that I listened to the show while I was driving home from somewhere with Amy. And I said to Amy, (laughs) this is so embarrassing to admit. I said, the only difference between their show and our show is that they're both, or all three of them are super wicked famous. <laughs> what was the response? Something along that, <laughs> like good hearty laughter from the passenger it's seat. It's true. Right. I stand by right, that right. Absolutely. Yeah. We, that should be our new slogan. Right. The only difference between us and the Smartless pro- Podcast is they're famous. Right. <laughs> That's like the guy who, who, you know, the old joke about, like, between me and Tom Brady, we got seven Super Bowl rings combined. <laughs> you know? Yeah. All right. I've also been enjoying uh, Des Linden's new book, Choosing to Run, mm. and LeBron James's new book called LeBron, which Amy oh. gave me for Christmas. I watched a conclusion of Slow Horses, which yeah. I continue to recommend to anybody. This This show is amazing. So good. And Amy and I last night watched Babylon. With Margot Robbie oh, and Brad Pitt an, an, yeah, that's right. from 2022, and I loved it. Again, I'd seen it a few times. Damn. Amy did not love it. It was a little too much violence. Yeah, it's, a, it's a lot. Yeah. 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 Well, uh, I dipped into the streaming pretty hard these last few weeks. Um, first, I'm, I'm currently trying to blast through because I need to return to the library, but uh, Murtag by uh, Christopher Paolini, which is a new book in the Inheritance uh, series, which is Aragon, for those who don't know the book titles. But um, it is fantastic. I'm enjoying it a lot, being back in that world. I also watched What If, a Marvel's What If, which I was kind of whatever about. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever about what if. It raised the question, what if... I didn't watch any more of the series, <laughs> to be honest. Uh, it more just like a, it feels like a job now. Like, like I just don't care. What are we doing here? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I'm continuing to watch Reacher, which I'm I'm very much enjoying. I think the finale is this week, uh, which is great. Oh man, I made a mistake. I watched <laughs> Rebel Moon, <laughs> and it was horrible. And not only was it horrible. But then you, you watch it and you're like, this wasn't good. Zack Snyder, the most influential superhero movie man of all time. But your Star Wars knockoff is not good. But not only is it not good, it's two parts. And I got to wait a couple months to watch the second half of this not good movie. And you're going to watch the second half. Cause, yeah, because I'm curious to see if it ever gets better. Because yeah. maybe the ending is good enough to redeem it. But not only that. He's come out and said, there's a Snyder cut of this movie that's so different that it's not. It's almost not the same movie anymore. We like, hate Snyder cuts. Right. And, and he, apparently when he agreed to direct this movie, part of the direction was <laughs> we want a PG-13 movie, we want it this long, we want it two parts, film whatever you want for your Snyder cut. We'll release that later. So he... He was like filmed two movies at the same time, knowing that he was going to cut it down and not and make like. Apparently, they're very different. Anyway, this is stupid as hell. I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah. Then I watched a really interesting movie on Prime called Archive. Okay. Uh, premise is uh, a a guy, his wife died in a car accident, but there's a like there's this thing you can sign up for that they don't 
you know, it's one of those things that it's high concept, so they don't explain it. But you can sign up, and if you die, somehow there's a machine, there's a box that you can get, and you can have 200 hours of communication with the person who died. Somehow their consciousness is stored inside this machine. And you first it starts off like video calls, and then the data gets worse and worse. And by the end, you can only make phone calls. And then once you run out of 200 hours, they're gone. But his thing is he's trying to, he's trying, he's a robotics guy. He's trying to create a robot body to somehow transfer the consciousness into. Interesting. So it's really good. Um, if you're not going to watch it, I'll tell you about the end later because it's okay. it's fun. And it's, then, it sounds like I will watch. It. I like that stuff. It's 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 long and it's slow. I'll warn you about. Is that. it a future piece? Like takes place in current times, or is it like sci-fi modern times? It's sci-fi modern times. Okay. Like what if we had robots gotcha. kind of thing? Yeah, and like it, like, like cybernetic Jetsons. implants. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so it's called Archive, and then my biggest recommendation is, is I watched the the series Blue Eye Samurai, which was. Fantastic. Um, what was that on? It's on Netflix. It's animated, but it's like the story, it's got great subplots. It, uh, the, the episodes are long, so they feel like you've actually watched something. Mm. Um, the action is amazing. Um, just overall, just some of it's really pretty. I really liked it a lot. Mm. So don't watch it with your kids, though. It's very bloody. Oh, you know what else I watched? Sorry. I watched for the second time Blue Heron. Oh. Did I already tell you this? I don't think so. So I, we when we watched it, I watched the subtitled version. Right. And then I rewatched it again with my friend and you we mean watched Doug. Boy and the Heron. What did I say? Blue Heron. Yeah. I always call it Blue Blue Heron. The Boy and the Heron. Yeah, yeah. And did you like it better? Loved it. Okay. I wouldn't say better or worse because I loved it the first time, but yeah, I loved different. it again. Yeah, yeah. Really, really great. Uh really great movie. All right, so cool. next week what do you want to do? The only new movie is Night Swim. I'm, I'm, what's that one? That's the horror movie with the people swimming at night and they get sucked under the water because the house is haunted and the pools. I mean, it's a horror movie. Or you could watch um, one of the movies that I watch, like Boys in the Boat. Right. And I could watch Poor Things and we could comment on those. Or since you didn't see Ferrari and I didn't see Ferrari, we could watch Ferrari. I say let's do the switch them up. Because what comes out the week after? Oh, week after we have f- five new titles. Okay. The Fine. big the big one being Mean Girls. Okay. So let's do the switch them switch okay. up. Switch the old switch room. Unless we want to both see purple. You, you said you, you saw, yeah. No, right. I, did, I didn't see Color Purple. Color. I highly recommend it because everyone I know who's seen it has loved it, but right. I have it's not seen it. It's basically on your top ten list. Yeah, it's my top ten best movie <laughs> 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 Actually, it's not, but we, that's a whole other episode. Okay. So, all right. So I'll see Boys in the Boat. You'll see four things. Four things, uh, because I think next week, uh, Trailer Master Jason wrote us a big email mm-hmm. on a subject that's becoming pretty touchy, pretty hot right now. Sensitive. Um, I feel like alarming. Yeah, I feel like maybe I hear a little bit more of it than you do. Mm-hmm. Um, Talk to me. But it's it's on the idea of commercials being played before mm. movies in the theater, uh, and then also subsequently there's, there's a lot to it. But also subsequently, I want to wrap in 
the length of trailers or times to sit people in the theater. We've talked about it here. You know, you've got four trailers. We've we've gotten so, we got some feedback to the Pensimo podcast that we didn't review on air. Yeah. But somebody was talking about a movie they saw somewhere else. It might have been Trailer Master. This was Trailer Master. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. and he wrote about how nice it was at Penn Cinema because we always start our movies right on time. Right. And there's so only if a you set. have a, if you have a 7 p.m. show at at a Penn Cinema location, you're going to be watching the feature film by approximately 7:04. Right. Yeah. So, and we'll get into it next week because it's not just Trailer Master Jason I've right? All of a sudden, there's been articles about it because mm-hmm. I think the other, I think the major chains are pushing the limit. I would argue this. they've been pushing the limit but for years. It's gotten worse, apparently. That's, but how could it get worse? They're, they, well, so they're adding commercials in. Yeah, yeah. We'll talk about it. But al- along the lines of just one of the things I'm, I noticed that this holiday season, for a lot of people, went back to theaters that didn't last year because they were still yeah. in COVID. Pre- and they're, but they're not like your normal goers, but they're vocal. Yeah, they're not your normal movie people, but they're very vocal people. Interesting. And they went back, and I saw a ton of posts about, I'm never going to the theater again. What do they think? I'm going to sit through 35 minutes of ads before working. You know, I got yeah. there on time. I had to sit, you know, all this stuff. Yeah. So we'll talk about that next week. Brutal. That'll be our big, our big thing. Boy, that sounds like fun, David. <laughs> Can't wait for that one. Sometimes I might be sick that day. Interesting is fun. Interesting is never fun. <laughs> Not what it has to do with tune in next week for why people hate the movies <laughs> here at the Penn Cinema Podcast. <laughs> with your friend, David Downer Moulton. <laughs> no, but it'll be. We'll get, we'll get into it. Okay. All right. The only thing, the only reason why I'm cool with having this conversation is because we're the opposite, right? We're the opposite. Yeah, yeah absolutely. So cool. All right. Well, once again, for the Penn Center podcast, look, if you want to be a part of the oh, show, yeah. Yeah, yeah. the number one way to do that, right. go ahead and send us an email podcast at Penn mm-hmm. That's a new email yep. for our sixth year wow. podcasting right. podcast at Penn But if you want to support the show, mm. What's the number one way to do that? Well, the number one way to do that is to tell a friend about a movie that you haven't seen. <laughs> and how it's on your top ten. And how it's on your top ten. What what we really appreciate is when people review their top ten lists. Yeah. And the smart people, <laughs> the really cutting edge thinkers, yeah. the thinkers yeah. of their day, Yeah. they like to include a movie they haven't seen because it allows you an opportunity for social commentary. Right. Right, and then in the midst of that commentary, that's when you work into it. Well, I haven't really seen it yet. Well, I haven't really seen it yet because I've been busy listening to Penn Cinema podcast. Because I knew the Penn Cinema podcast would be so much more interesting. And David's interesting. always and David's always it's, saying about how interesting fun. it's fun. <laughs> There's nothing more fun than interesting. Right. And by God, this show is, is interesting. <laughs> and it's a little known fact that, but but of all the podcasts out there. We're one, We're of, one them. of them. Yeah. So. And if if you if you don't want to make up a review, right? If you lack the creativity, the weird. imagination. That's so weird. And it's weird too because we always have ideas, and some people can't. So we say like, oh well, if you don't own a rowboat, for example, 
then you can support the show by just tell a friend. Because you're not prepared for a tsunami. Yeah, I mean, I don't know why somebody wouldn't have a rowboat at their beck and call, but right. you know, here here I am helping them anyway. Right. You know. But in this in this instance, yeah, there's literally nobody that wouldn't be able to come up with a fake top ten list. Right. Number one, <laughs> Pinsler Podcast, right. best movie of the year. Boom. Yeah. All right. Well, once again, for the Pinsler Podcast, I'm David Bolton. And I'm Penn Ketchum. Take, Take care, care and party on. Thanks for joining us this episode. Our hosts would love to hear from you. To contact the show with your thoughts and reviews, email podcast at pencinema.com. This podcast is a production of Penn Cinema. Escape to the movies at Penn Cinema, featuring crisp digital projection, killer sound, reserved seating, and premium power recliners. With locations in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, Wilmington, Delaware, and Huntington Valley, Pennsylvania. Showtimes and tickets available at www.pencinema.com. <laughs>